Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like training to have a fat upper pussy? No, no, like you know, you gotta, you gotta. T- oh Fupatone. no, no, Fupatone? no. So- was it Fupatone? <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it was. It was because I said that when I sat on the toilet, my. Uh, you had a foop. I had a fupa. That's the word. Yeah, it was sitting on my vagina, you know which men actually can have fupas too. Yes, I do. I've yeah. seen them. Yes. Yeah, that's why I work out every day. <laughs> Constant struggle to not have a fupa. So struggle is real. <laughs> This thing on? Did we start? What? We we always just start. Just uh, you know what? You, you you talk about fupas and can you like just gain weight just in that localized area? You think I mean, because if you if you tried really hard, I don't know. I mean, I would. Mm. I, would I, <laughs> I think that's genetics. Like fupa loading. Fupa loading. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean genetics and also just fat. I'm sure you could figure out a way. I mean, I'm just going to say what I'm thinking. <sighs> what I'm thinking is this. Um, mm. I was like, I don't have a microphone. We're sharing microphones okay. because we're losers and <sighs> forgot that one of our cords doesn't work. Well, it's either the cord or the mic. We're not we sure which know. one, but we've we've localized one cord and one mic that might be the culprit, and we're not using them. No. Um, but we hey, are- guys. Welcome to another episode of Between the Reps. <laughs> <laughs> The music, like, we don't hear the music. I like the music. No, that's done in the after. I know. Do you want to just... False advertising. I'm I know. Done. I'm out. I'm honestly? I'm done. Honestly? I'm a fan of the pod, so I like I like the music. Um, What I was going to say... Actually, you know what? We don't need to talk about my fupa. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, we won't. Okay. Hey, guys. If you're watching, you recognize there we have a guest on. His name is a friend of ours. His name is Steve Rubio. And he is a recruiter for the 49ers and also a fellow, fellow lover of vodka sodas that's what we're drinking right now double vodka sodas if you are listening hold the soda if you're listening uh meet steve rubio that's not water i promise we don't drink water water Mm. hey gina were you hung over this morning yes (laughs) me too too. yeah all every every single person out there is gonna be so shocked like what she didn't find the loaded white claws in the store though I did not. You should try the corner store here, though. Good chance they have. Oh. I went to. I was. So I was. I've been in L.A. I had. Um. I got my hair done. Uh. Looks phenomenal. By the thank way. you. Yes. Nailed it. I did, however. I was staying at a hotel that I love to stay at in L.A., the London, and I wash. I tried to like not wash my hair because I just got it done, but I washed it one day, and it isn't it crazy how water just from like establishment to establishment or home to home can be so fucking different and ruin your hair ruin it is it ruined it's not ruined it feels like it is it feels like it's there's no coming back from this i have either it feels like someone either lit my hair on fire and put it out but it only fringed the ends or it feels like i have hay for hair. Well, no, I always say that it's like a, it's like you have a whisk broom at the bottom. It's like if you, if you braid your hair, it's like a little whisk broom. <laughs> I got, I got back into town today. Steve also got into town today. He picked me from the airport, sweetest, and we're podcasting. It's Friday. Yep. What? I actually, uh, I was hungover this morning. So was Gina, and I for, I actually kind of forgot that I was I coming home on. Fr- you weren't hungover. I forgot it was Friday. Oh. And I was like, Good "Oh, sh- oh, shit!" I wanted to be. Haven't worked out in a week. But that five a.m. alarm came way too. Dude, dude, my alarm is set at seven thirty, and I wake, I wake, I wake up before my alarm every day. Wait, I gotta tell James this story real quick. Okay. Yeah, no, no, go. So yes. Okay, what? So yesterday, DJ is uh, is is voice messaging me. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "Hey, bro, uh, you coming in to work out? You know, I'm like, yeah, like, like you know, overly excited. Yeah, yeah, like, super pumped up. Yeah. Hey, got you lined up for the nine a.m. Saturday morning class, and I was like. Uh, and I was like trying to find like the world's best meme to be like, you know, I'm going to podcast with Gina and Brooke on Friday. <laughs> pretty sure it's probably I'm not, not going to happen. Sure I'm not going to make the 9 no, a.m. He class. told me the same you know, thing. You know what he goes? He goes, so 10 a.m. Right? And I'm like, no. No, he no, told I'll, me. I'll get there when I get there. No, this is what he told me. He texted me this morning and he said, "Hey, uh, yeah, you know, Steve's in town. Uh, uh, he really wants to partner up with you on the 10 a.m. And I go, he does not. I've already talked to him. That is you. you yes, 100%. Yeah. And I was like, what are you trying to do to me? There's no way I'm making it to the 10 a.m. tomorrow. Absolutely not. He, and he looked at me like, because I went in there today after I dropped um, Brooke off. And he was like, so so you're drinking with them today, huh? And I was like, yeah. Duh. It's, it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. what else would I do yeah. tonight with him? And he was like, <laughs> what are you doing? he was like, oh. Okay, and then he tried to get Marcus in on this whole thing, like, uh, you know, Gina doesn't drink anymore, right? And I was like, she doesn't drink anymore, but she also doesn't drink any less either. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who would hear that would be like, nah, Complete, that's yeah. bullshit. Hey, that sounds boring. Boring. 
100%. We're not here for boring. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. fuck. Um, why do I have the mic? <laughs> because we're sharing one, and I'm just—I I I thought you were like taking the helm. Honestly, um, don't my you drunk have, already. You I the, think you are. Don't you have the mic because you're the host. Is, that <laughs> is this another drunk podcast? Oh mm. no! Hmm. Oh, this oh. our second drunk podcast. Hundred percent is not. If it is, I will definitely uh, come back to talk about my own fupa. If that <laughs> happens, you know I'm drunk. <laughs> Nobody out there wants to hear about how you have a fupa. I know, which is exactly what you, this is. This is why I didn't want to talk about it. But you know what? It was a genuine uh, thought that I wanted to, to ask you about, and I shut it down because I could just hear you in my head being like, "Oh, we can't. Uh. You don't have a fupa." <laughs> well, it's kind of bullshit. <laughs> it's kind of bullshit. I agree. Totally agree. Mm. Yeah. Second that. Okay, so let's let's ask Steve what he does, Steve. That's what we're doing. We're here today, one, to bring you guys someone other than ourselves, hmm. and someone pretty extremely sure they're here for interesting. You, they're here for you guys. Extremely interesting, and we love Steve Rubio, and he has an incredible job that maybe, like, amongst you or who you work with and, like, the industry you're in, it's not like a, mm, to us, it's like, it's a glamour, it's like, a, right. it's it's very cool. No, I, I get it. I get it. And sometimes, like, I find myself... Um, because normally I'm amongst my peers and yeah. the guys in the team and other scouts, GMs, coaches, whatever, and like it's a small circle and we don't really think about it. But um, yesterday I was actually at Grace's Meet the Teacher and this this other dad in there was wearing an Oklahoma hat and I was like, oh Oklahoma, huh? I love Norman. And he was like, oh you been there? And I was like, yeah, I scouted there for like four years straight. He was like, what? What do you do? I said, oh, I'm a scout for the 49ers. And he was like, I've never met one of you before. <laughs> Like, like I was an alien or something, like getting blasted down by you know from a UFO. So, yeah, I hear. Sometimes, but wait, wait, yeah. was that like a like a you had to like go as a dad and like tell your job? No, it was just meet oh. the teacher. She starts school on oh, Monday. Oh, meet the teacher. Yeah, okay, so I thought it was like one of those things like where like all the dads go oh, in like, like career day. Yeah, and he was like, no, oh, I'm no. just a janitor. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, janitors are very important. A hundred percent. But I'm not laughing because at the job of a janitor, I'm correct. laughing at the idea of like, you know, oh, I'm just a janitor because Gina said it like that. Well, no, I just feel like clarifying. the clarifying. Okay. okay, even though anyone listening already knows that you know, sometimes shit I say might offend many people, which is why those people don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, no, I was just thinking like, how embarrassing would it be like? If you were at a, a school function and you were having to like be like tell everybody, you know, this is my dad, my dad, you know, you know what would happen? It'd be, it would be, it would be the ex- <laughs> Steve would go first. You know what I mean? And the guy next is like, I gotta follow that. Yeah, how many people? No, would, like, I would. <laughs> no, I would. I would lie. Yeah, Homer. I would one hundred percent lie. I'd be like. Creeping oh, yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Totally. I am the Secretary of Defense. <laughs> <laughs> because you know the kids don't they don't know. Don't know. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh shit. Then the next dad's just sweating. Sweat. Just sweaty palms, like fuck. Yeah, it, it's a uh his kids like dressed up in like a similar like work outfit. <laughs> the blue button up shirt, like a mechanic with the name patch on. Dude, I want one of those shirts. I have one. You do? Yeah. 
So my first year with the team was when Jim Harbaugh was coaching here, and uh, he had this whole, like, um, blue-collar, hard-hat mentality, bring your lunch pail to work every day. Yeah. So once you earned it, you got a, a blue-collar shirt. Oh, and they stop. And they are light blue. I, I actually wore it when we played in the Super Bowl in 12. I wore it with a sport coat over, over it. Dude, that's sick. But it's a button-up, light blue shirt with the pa- the white patch yeah. with the black writing, and it says rubes on it. And you that's awesome. Yeah. I almost feel like it's like a, a bowling shirt. Correct. Yes. But light blue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Light blue. Light blue. Uh, cotton. Have, have you ever been in a bowling league? No. I have. Yeah. How was it? Not good. <laughs> we were the youngest people in it, and uh, we were the worst. And so I think at the end, uh, my ex and I were so bad that we got a skunk trophy. Because <laughs> you stunk? <laughs> Yeah. My parents were in a bowling league. My mom is a fucking shark at bowling, I dude. It. Oh my. It's, it's Your so, mom's a savage. It's so irritating. Like the last, uh, not, I mean not the last time, but a couple times ago, I was home. Could have been around Christmas time. I don't fucking remember. But let's go bowling. We took the kids, me, me and my brother, all his kids, and Wait, my, and my mom. Your own balls? Yes. One. Hey, and just the- I had my own ball. Why'd you pull it away from me? <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> hey, I had my own ball. She ball. has her ball in like this very, I mean, retro because it's retro, but like a baby blue bowling bag. I had that. Is that you, front? I had the same one. Yes. Like a uh, baby blue and white. Yes. Yes. Dude, so sick. We went bowling and I'm not, I'm not good at bowling. Mm-hmm. I'm not bad. You are definitely not good at bowling. I don't need bumpers. (laughs) No, you don't. Neither (laughs) does my six-year-old. Congrats. You might. (laughs) Neither does my six-year-old. And I get lucky. It's like I'll get lucky and I'll I'll strike, spare. And then many times it's like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) That was supposed to hit a pin. A pin. Regardless, we we go bowling. My mom. She like, she's just talking. Fuck, dude. My mom. She's just talking the whole time. Like, I haven't been in so long, and I'm like not good at bowling, and blah blah blah. And then we get there, and I was like, Oh, my mom. You'll do great, mom. You'll do great. Strike, strike, strike. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like, she got a turkey. You know what a turkey is? No. Three strikes, right? Oh, three you, strikes, you're out. You're- no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I think a turkey is like when you get three strikes in a row. What do you get when you like six in a row? Fucking peacock? Because she was peacocking. Yeah, well, she should be. Not only was she throwing peacocks, throwing peacocks, she was peacocking. And I was like, okay, enough's enough, mummy. And that lady and gentleman is bowling 101 for (laughs) y'all. Cock, peacocking, and turkeys. Why not? It's what we do. (laughs) Okay. To the good stuff. And this is the best part. We want, Steve's really going to like share so much about him and his job and how he got into it that the fact that me and Gina only have one mic to share, you won't even realize it. (laughs) Steve, give us a little synopsis of you, how old you are, where you, where you from, and what's your sign, what's your sign, uh, and how you got, how you got into being a scout. Uh, well, Steve Rubio, I'm originally born and raised in South Florida, um, Fort Lauderdale to be specific. Went to, uh, Party St. Town. Th- St. Thomas Aquinas High School. And anybody that knows, 
anybody long? anybody that knows football, it's it's the powerhouse. Ooh. So every year we put out the stat, um, and I think last season we had 17 alumni on opening day rosters in the NFL. So 17 alumni from my high school were on an active NFL roster. Wow. And the next closest school had less than half, to give you an idea. So it's it's a bit of a machine. So the Bosa brothers went there. Uh, Major Wright went there. Brian Piccolo went there. Michael Irvin went there. Like, it's a, it, it's a powerhouse. We so met that's, him. That's we met Michael Irvin. Did you? Yes. Let's wow. not actually tell the whole. Experience. We will not tell oh, the experience. <laughs> I can we'll only tell imagine. you the entire I got experience. Some Michael Irvin stories. We'll off tell the you the entire. We'll tell you, uh, private. My entire experience with Michael Irvin, in private, but. Uh, incredible athlete. Let's just say this. <laughs> No, I will say this. I will say this. Hopefully you don't get mad at me. Whoa. But there was a point at, in the night that I had to tell him that we were lesbians and that uh, she was in my room. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Michael Irvin, hopefully you don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the best part was like, I didn't know who he was. Had no idea. Even better. That makes it even better. He was just dressed in all white. No, with like just bedazzled, bedazzled gold shirt. Where were you guys at? I was in uh, the All Star. I was doing the All Star, uh, the softball game for oh, just recently. The fundraising, yes, yeah. 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 And okay. he was there, and uh, he took a liking. She excused herself, and we went to the. <laughs> she, we went to the elevator, and it, shocker, and it was like, um, I don't know. I feel like it was like something like in Terminator. Yeah. You tell the story. Well, not really. Okay, don't leave. Me. No, I'm not. Okay, so we <laughs> we left the party and we were in uh, in the elevator and it was like all of a sudden this arm just like shoots through and it was like you ran he must have ran <laughs> and this arm shoots through the elevator and it's like all like we thought you know we were going up and all of a sudden it's like and then he walks in and he was a little you know smitten. Little smitten, I'll just say that. And so, as we're going up, uh, we get to our floor, and he comes out, and he just wanted to make sure that Brooke was okay. Mm. And so then I went around the corner with her sister, and her sister goes, "Are you going to help her, <laughs> dude?" I'm and seriously, I'm thinking like, where did my friend, where, where did my friends go? And I literally you left, you left me alone. They, take no, they literally tonight. left me. They, my sister and Gina left no. me, and I'm like, and, and I was Band a, of Brothers. But I was around the time. corner. We were around the corner from the elevators. I was just like waiting for her, and then her sister looks at me and she goes, "Are you gonna help her?" And I was like, "I mean, I kind of feel like she can help herself, but also, which is true, you're her sister." Maybe you should help her. And so then I was like, I mean, I guess. And so I walked back around the corner and I was like, hey, um, she's you know, me. she's with me. <laughs> <laughs> it is and true. Then, and then <laughs> leaving out s some small details, but only uh, because it's, you know, yeah. because I can. Yep. Right. And so then I just looked at him and I was like, hey, she's with me. She's staying in my room. And I grabbed her and he was like, oh, okay. I was like, bye. And then we're walking in the hall like, okay, pretend to go into this room. <laughs> pretend to go into this room. So he doesn't know what room we're in. Yeah. Who would have thought that me talking about alumni from my high school would lead to this kind of story? <laughs> but I'm not surprised one bit. 
All right, hey, continue with your story. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so after that, I went to to UCF where I uh, um, became a student manager at a young age. I was like seventeen years old. Started working there. Did four years with the team, and that's kind of like where I had always loved football, like from day one. Like always was my passion. Um, kind of got that from my mom. Like my dad, not a big football guy. He was more into cars and music. But my mom um, was from upstate New York, and 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 even growing up as a kid, she would always have games on. So that's kind of what started my my love for like my first ever NFL game was a Dolphins Jets game in, in Miami with my mom and I remember it so well um, you know because anybody that knows football knows that the Jets fans are just total assholes so I remember being there like an eight year old kid and like hearing words I'd never heard before and uh, that's kind of how it all started was with mom um, so then in college. Um, Usually on, you know, Thursday nights in college towns, that's when you go out and rip it and drink double vodka sodas and hang out with your pals and, right, you know, right. tie one on real nice. But That's right. Um, I had gotten to know some of the coaches from being out at practice and helping out as a young student that um, one of them who wound up being my mentor, Jim Bernhardt, invited me um, on Thursday nights to come do, like, film breakdowns with him. So I'd go in there after practice, stay there for, like, four or five hours with him and watch tape and that's kind of what lit my fire in, in terms of becoming a coach. And from that point on, I didn't really have a college life. Like I, I sacrificed all that typical party mentality to, you know, put in work because it was a dream and it was something I loved. So I got fortunate. And right when I, before I even graduated, the head coach offered me a full-time position on the staff. So here I was like 21 years old as a, uh, a graduate assistant coach at UCF down in Orlando. Um, That's crazy young. Yeah, right? yeah, I started really early, yeah. um, w- which is good. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm just asking. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, so I did that for a year, and then we had somebody that ran the recruiting department leave, and I had kind of helped him out some, and that was like a full-time, full-paying job, not just a you know, paid graduate assistant job. So I went and did that at 22, and then uh, randomly got a call from the University of Tennessee, um, who's in the SEC, like big-time program. They called me out of the blue um, and said they they had heard a lot about me and were interested in, in bringing me in as a uh, director of player personnel, I think it was. So I went there for three seasons, unbelievable time there. And then uh, when, when scouts come in, so as a scout, yes, your main objective is to project a, an athlete to where he his potential can be and where you think his fit is in terms of the draft and your team. But the other side of it is not just the athletic side, but we're like we're like private investigators too. Is that like Moneyball? Um no, that's a whole great movie. Right, great. Love great you, movie. Br- love you, Brad. Wrong Brad, sport. If you're listening. Wrong sport, but yeah. 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 Brad, if you're Brad, listening. If you're listening. Yeah. Great oh movie. Brad, if you're listening, remember I named my period after you. <laughs> oh, I don't know if he's listened to that one. Gina Gina named her period Brad Pitt so it would make her enjoy it a bit more. It makes sense. 100%. It makes me feel so stupid that I didn't even think of that. I've been feeling empty since I have not had a period. (laughs) I haven't had one for like six years, so I've been feeling very Bradless. Bradless. Can I name, I'll name mine Brad. Brad Pitt. That's bullshit. Um, you should go like Jason Momoa or something. I mean, great name. Right? And human. Uh, I'm on my Jason Momoa right now. Dude. <laughs> Could I be will, worse. You know what? I am. Hey, I'm stating it right now. My period, which I'm actually on right now, none of you are surprised that I'm telling you or that I'm on it, 
Uh, I'm not pregnant. Woo. Um, <laughs> it Jason Momoa. Mm. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Hey, you guys, Jason came. If I just call, if I just said Jason, it's like which Jason? Jason is here. Jason's here. It could very easily be Jason. Funny story. I want to segue into the story. Sorry again, taking over your story. No, you're good. Um, Recently, was with a guy and uh, (laughs) like how recent, Gina? What are we talking? Like two nights ago, and yeah, and had oh. Hi. Had sex and um Congrats. He said, Hey Gina. Yeah, hey, thank Congrats you. On the sex. He said, Hey I'm just happy you're having sex. Yeah. He goes, Hey Gina, you're uh you're I think you're bleeding and I was like, Hey, don't worry. I think it's you know, it's not from the inside and then he was joking about like if we had a kid and I said, Well if uh if we did, it'd be like that one egg that was hanging on for like five years and it probably wouldn't come out okay. So it just like you're one egg. Yeah, the the one egg that like was just half egg. <laughs> stage five clinger. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> yes. We got a stage five clinger. Yes. All Dude, right, so. I just picture like that one egg. Oh hi. Our boys are here. Hi. Hello. If you're wondering Maggie's barking because we're we're doing our podcast outside. And Maggie sorry, hang on. Maggie, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> No, DJ and Marcus just got here. Um, I'm talking about your egg? Yeah. Your egg. I don't see... No. I'm not going to say eggs. She has one egg left. I just picture this egg in there just like... Just hanging on for dear life. Just like, uh, you know... The Jason he's born like, of eggs. Like, like, a, yeah. like a rock climber with an incredibly strong grip and has just like wedged its fingers in like... One survivor. He's like in, Marcus Luttrell yes, of eggs. Yes. <laughs> in there like... I'm not going. I'm not leaving. No. You know what it would be? It would be like that guy from 127 Hours who got caught between the rocks and had to like slice off his own arm or something. That's my egg. That would be like the last egg. Like, I'm just going to cut half of it off. Just let go. Except for the fact that he cut off his hand so he could leave. Instead, he cut off like, you know, his your egg cut off the foot. To let go, but it, it the rest of the rest of your egg was like I'm comfortable in here. <laughs> it's cozy in here. Might stay here a while. Okay. Cut off, cut off just enough that you don't have a period, but it's like ha ha ha. One day, so I just had half an egg. <laughs> Gina gets pregnant. That's a chromosomal problem. Problem. Gina gets pregnant at fifty. Gina gets pregnant at fifty one. Oh my I god. I thought I was me- in menopause. No. I thought I passed menopause. They're like, well, you know, sometimes we get it wrong. <laughs> Maybe you were just hot. <laughs> For real. Was your heat on? Were you sitting on was your heater your seat heater in your car on? You thought you were in menopause, but actually you're with a child. Oh god. Hell no. What if you got pregnant right now? Um, I don't want to say it. From two nights ago. <laughs> Man, rough. I'd have to raise it through like the second half of that baby's <laughs> life. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fucked. Well played. It's fucked up. Well but played. also, you know what's well funny? Me and Gina find stuff that probably a pretty large percentage of people find taboo and fucked up to talk about. I think it's. We find it funny. Funny. I find it we refreshing. Do. Yeah. We do. We find it like. 
we laugh at this when we're having like bad moments like our life's going bad something's going bad we find a way to laugh about it because suddenly it's still shitty none a laugh doesn't make it better a laugh doesn't pay your bills a laugh doesn't do anything however i like where this is going a laugh doesn't pay your bills (laughs) i wish it did because i laugh a lot um but it does make the shittiness just feel a little bit like more uh you can handle it you you can handle it like you're going maybe you can't handle it but uh you're gonna you know what i mean you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Okay, hey, back to you, Steve. Yeah, so where, where was I? <laughs> where was I before we went down a dark rabbit you hole were right talking, there? You were talking about um, you were I totally lost a full-time full job. We started talking about Actual paying job in Tennessee. You are moving to Tennessee. Yeah, so I moved to Tennessee, did that for three years. Um, and like I said, uh, most of what I do is like being a private investigator. Um, so when these scouts would come to visit both Central Florida and Tennessee where I was, you try and find as many sources as you can to get the nitty gritty on each of these guys because they're, they're, you know, they're big time investments. These are million dollar, you know, athletes and people that you want to make sure they're wired the right way and they're not running the streets and, you know, selling drugs and drugs. Yeah. yeah. All types of of shit. Like you, some, some of the stories we have are are unbelievable. I want to know like how you investigate. Like, do you like follow them? You you just, you talk to as many people as you can. Um, even to the point where, um, like, for example, at I can't say the school, but there's a a, a, a big time college in the southeast, um, and we've gotten to become really good friends with the main owner of the local establishment there. Mm-hmm. So he gives us all like the the downright dirt, like, hey, number eighty nine came in this weekend with two women and got into a fight and smacked one of them, like because what happens in a lot of these like small college towns is a lot of stuff gets kind of wiped under the rugs and you right. never hear about it. Right. So you're just trying to find like as many people as you can to, to learn about these guys because once you give them millions of dollars, the true colors are really going to come out and you just want to make sure that they're not going to do something to, to embarrass the team and the right. organization. Yeah. So you're trying to protect the team. Right. That, that's what we're always yeah. trying to do. So that's how I got to know so many NFL scouts because they would come in and, and talk to me about those players I had. At Central Florida and Tennessee, and then, um, so on average, like how many how many times have you been scouting someone that you're like, nah? 
I it probably happens like three to five times a year where like when we have our final meetings and they're like, Who don't you want? And I'll have like, you know, three or four guys where I'm like, No fucking chance. Yeah. I don't want that guy. I don't care how great of a player he is, like, no. And most of the time, like it all it works out. Like very rarely does a guy have three years of a bad track record in college and then all of a sudden get a million dollars and clean up his act like no, right. It, yeah. It goes no, the it's other gonna. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um. So yeah. So that's how I got to know so many NFL guys was them coming and asking about our players, and then one year in 2012, um, I had like five different interviews with five different teams, and uh, San Francisco was kind of always the uh, the best fit for me. I really enjoyed the people there, and that was uh, yeah, shit. That was ten years ago. This is my tenth training camp starting tomorrow. So it's been a uh, it's been an unbelievable ride. It's a lot of fun. So crazy. It beats working for a living. I mean, I get paid to watch football. <laughs> Doesn't suck. Y- yeah, I, you were talking about when you put, we were leaving the airport, kind of like uh, what you have coming up. You've got you're going to all these colleges. You got to mm-hmm. go. And, you're going to scout. Yep. And I said to him, I was like, ah, oh, I would just love to be a fly on the wall, mm-hmm. like watching, because you know this is obviously an assumption. No scout ever came to see me. <laughs> you weren't scouted. But I wasn't scouted. I would have scouted you. Um, thanks, Steve. But, you know, you have scouts coming in. So if you're like a college player, it's like your dream is like to get scouted. Your dream is to get drafted. You know, how, I said, how cool is it to be you? Uh, power position. Yeah. To, you're you're a top man. Just power position. And, the, you know, uh, them, you, I said, I was like, they've got to be so like, excited. And you, and you said you're like, and nervous. Right, right. Um, as players. So, like, the bigger schools, like the Alabamas, the LSUs, the Georgias of the world, like, there's guys like me in there every day. So, those guys are used to it. It's these small schools where there's like one legit prospect and he knows you're all there looking at him. Those are like the interesting ones because you want to be out there and, um, like like some scouts look like they you know they're driving fucking NASCAR. They got they got logos galore like the hat, the shirt, the shorts, the shoes. I usually just wear like a hat and like a polo shirt, just trying to be somewhat incognito. But You're once blending in, you, you try to a little yeah. bit, yeah. But like you know, they obviously know who you are, um, and it it's good because you're able to apply a little bit of pressure in that two hour window when you're there at a practice, and you can kind of see how they handle themselves, like. If they have a bad play, how do they bounce back? Like, how are they handle sub mentally? You know, are they physically fit? Like, there's so many different um, elements involved with the whole process. So, what would fun. you what What do you think would be like the like the the one thing that would stand out for someone if they if you were scouting them? Like physically, yeah, uh, with everything, like their performance. Well, then it can't be one thing. Okay, yeah. say how about one physical thing, one mental thing? Their butt. <laughs> so it's incredible fun, it's, butts. It's, it's, I guarantee it. It's funny. You incredible that guy, butts. That guy has a really great ass. It's funny you say that because um, never bring us with you to scout. You'll be like, oh yeah, you want that one, yeah, yeah and that one. Oh shit, but, uh, m- most of them. T- all, all, in fact, all of them. All of them. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. just bring the whole team. Give me all, give me all ninety. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie does Dallas all over again. Oh wait, we're not scouting for my pool boy. <laughs> oh, weird. Oh, pool boy. Weird. Um. It's funny you say that because that's that's part of the evaluation process is the first time I get a chance to get up on these guys in person, whether it's a practice, a game, whatever, we have to fill out a body type report. So I have to analyze their whole body like head to toe. 
and you have to go into you know physical descriptions talking about legs and butts and arms Shut and up. I swear to God you're like his promise. package looks really nice so on those yeah pants. yeah like yeah. You, you have you have to analyze it all because um when you're analyzing these bodies the other part into it is you could see a guy who might have a big frame and he might bet like a lower level program where he hasn't really had good development because the weight the strength conditioning program might be kind of subpar so you're you're projecting like hey give this guy two years in an NFL program like what can we do for, what can what can this program actually help this right. guy needs more squats more yes yeah yes it's true so you're basically objectifying mm-hmm. all these players yeah and and I I always usually talk about it's funny you say the butts because that's a real thing but we don't say like oh this guy's got a great butt um, <laughs> We, we 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 try to be a little bit more like PC in our talk, so we talk about like the bubble. Like, does he have the bubble? You know, so like that sounds PC. Well, well, I mean, I mean that like, makes that does make sense because you're thinking like, uh, I would as- assume, but having that and like certain development is like yes. you're. I can I can see you and know how explosive you are, yeah. how fast you yeah, are. You're, you're you're exactly right because mm-hmm. you can sometimes look like you look at these Olympic track athletes and how they're built with their. Their hamstrings and their bubble and like oh they got know. a shelf back there oh yeah you could yeah. you could rest a vodka double vodka soda hold the soda on <laughs> oh, it in a heartbeat yeah. you know wouldn't what I mean? mind that um so that, that that's absolutely part of the deal because um like especially with like running backs and 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 uh, other types of offensive skill players like you analyzing their bodies not just their butts but like their frames and their bone structure and like how their joints are structured that all goes into like injury prevention and everything too because if a guy is really frail looking. And he's got no ass and like no mass on his bones at all. Like he's probably going to be more likely to get hurt. So there's just there's so many different facets of what we do and yeah. looking and all that. So, Interesting. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Do you look at things like um, not just like muscle or joint or whatever, but even like length of forearms or <clears throat> width of shoulders or length of yeah. legs? So the main measurements in the NFL that we use are height, weight hand size, arm length, and then wings, wingspan. So the arm length is measured from the the start of the socket all the way down to the middle finger. We just... Long arms, you I, a bet. Little, yeah, I create, bet. you see some fucking wings. Well, so, so when just you... Just Pegasus when you, out there. When you got the one arm, you can measure that easily, but me not being like the largest human being known to man, when they do wingspan and that's out i usually have to have a guy like hold the tape like hey can you hold the tape down there for me because oh, i can't wow. i can't reach that far like yeah you're talking like 83 84 inch wingspans like just absolute i think because like you're supposed to be the same width as you are tall right uh not there's we don't have or a like that's like formula. an that's like an idea of like that your yeah. wingspan would be Is how it? tall yeah. you are oh, but sure. i imagine like elite athletes you're just you 100 ungodly long. So I don't, yes. know, I don't know if you remember Javon Curse, who played for the Titans forever, but his wingspan was so ungodly that he could go to like you know the bigger pool tables that they have the hall, and he was so long he could grab one end. To the other. What? Wait, he could hold both ends of the of a pool of a, of a table. Pool table. Wow. His nick his nickname was the Freak for a reason. How tall was he? He was like probably six oh five five, which is six five and a half, two hundred and seventy pounds. I think his arm length was like 34 and a half and his wingspan was like 85, 86. Oh my just absolutely God. A specimen. Yeah, and he was a freak show playing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can you... <laughs> I know. I know where Gina's mind's going. <laughs> Can you imagine what well, he could do if the wings at the top long? and the bottom? The he, could be, he could be rubbing your Can feet. You massage <laughs> my head and my feet. He could rub your feet, time. rub your head, and... I was going to say, and eat your pussy at the same time. 
rub your feet, rub your head, and just lick your pussy. And that is sounds incredible for one. Um, nice little, nice little Friday night. And uh, that is an is a multitasker. Mm-hmm. We can't hear you. Mm, Marcus yes. is asking about bell peppers. Cucumbers. Would it be cliche of me to say that Javon Curse was excellent in the box? No. <laughs> no, it makes it way better. Do you know what, do you know what in the box means? No. In, in the box is a football term. They talk about anything in, in between the tackles is within the box. Okay. So he was excellent within the box. He was excellent within the box. Um, so did you play sports growing up? Yeah. Yeah, what did you play? Uh, hockey, baseball, football. Played football all the way up until high school. Tried to walk on at Central Florida as a freshman, but I'm 5'6", and, you know, I look nothing like the guys I scout. So it's actually hilarious because I have I have the most critical job, and it's like I can crush people's dreams and tell somebody they're not good enough for things that I don't possess. Like, oh, that guy's not tall enough. And I'm like, I'm not tall enough either. <laughs> You're like, hey, man, yeah. I get it, though. Yeah, I get it. I feel you, bro. <laughs> So, if it makes you feel any better, I wasn't good enough either. I wasn't good hey, maybe enough. Maybe you'd be either. a hell of a scout. You're like, hey, and you guys just like hug and cry together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Oh my gosh, can you tell us like um, without obviously without like names or anything specific at all? Like, what's some of the a couple of stories like maybe the craziest things you've experienced while out scouting? Mm. I mean, it's it's a, uh, you know, you asked earlier about, like, the schedule of it all um, when we were driving from the airport, and uh, it's a different college town every single night, um, usually Sunday through Friday, and then games on weekends where I don't have my daughter. Um, I mean, you you see it all. Just sometimes where you have to park and walk into the game, like, you you know, college life, just mind-blowing stuff. Um What's a good scouting story? You know all about that, huh, Gina? What? College life. <laughs> Are you making fun of me for not going to college? <laughs> that seems rude. Uh, I didn't graduate from college. I mean, neither did I. No, you didn't. Look at you now, though. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Hey, look at us now. I'm just killing it at life. Hey, look at 100%. us. I went to the University of Utah. Go Utes. Great. Go Utes. You're welcome. Uh, great football program. He, and like I, so funny because like I think about like Who what was I, the coach there when you were in school? Was it Urban? Was Urban Meyer there then? Yes. And uh, was Alex Smith the quarterback? Oh no, no, no after that was after. yeah, Alex Smith. That was when I wasn't I wasn't there yet. You weren't there yet. But I did love when Alex Smith when he was playing for the Niners. Here, here's a good story. And then I, I will say this, and Alex I've Smith, never I'm, I've never once I have no. Uh, I enjoyed him playing, and when you guys, when was he hurt when uh, Kaepernick Kaepernick played, mm-hmm. and then Kaepernick would play, and I fucking hated it. Yeah, I did. Totally different style of football. I hated it. I was like, I I I, I liked Alex Smith one because he went to the Utah, U, yeah, but also you know which I'm is Miami, f- I'm right? From Miami, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, the, the hair in the, the back of my neck sticks up a little bit when you <laughs> said the U. Wait a second. Oh, the Mormons? Nah, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Utah. Mm. Go Utah. I, I, did, I did really enjoy watching him play. He played with um, uh, Tommy Hackenbrook, which is was my first CrossFit oh, coach. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, small world. Yeah. Wow. 
Tommy was in, from what I understand, I obviously didn't get, I didn't watch him play. Right. But hell of an athlete. What's Tommy doing now? Mm, not necessarily sure. The last time I spoke with him, he was in Vegas. He's married, uh, remarried, and he had been on the that TV show with Stone Cold Steve Austin. The uh, uh what was it called? Stone Cold Truth. No, it was like where they were out. Literally in the middle of nowhere, like doing basic shit up. No, oh, it was survival it, stuff. Wasn't it, it? it was like um, it was it was physical, and it was oh, what was it called? They had like put people head to head and had to like I know okay battle basically, yeah, yeah. and like now you have um, the Rock's new show. What's what's the Rock show where they have uh, Titan Clash? Titan? Titan Games. Titan Games. Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. <laughs> Titan Games. Titan but games. I will say I stand behind this and I love The Rock. Same here. Dude, I love him. I've been I've said for I so long. I was like I was, I was like my goal in life among many goals. One of my goals in life is like I want to be the female version of The Rock. But Stone Cold Steve Austin, dude? Pretty dope too. Yes. And yeah. uh did you ever watch um wrestling? Of course. Dude, I loved Stone Cold and I loved Diamond Dallas Page. Mm. <laughs> diamond did, Cutter, baby. Dude, the Diamond Cutter, baby. So, so you know you know The Rock went to Miami and his yes. he's got a home in South Florida. So he went to, uh, the U. The real U. <laughs> um but I I came back from my freshman year in college at this gym in in uh West Fort Lauderdale. 10 minutes from his house. He worked out at the same gym for me, as me for like a year and a half. Swear to God. You saw him there all the time? Yeah, so I was a huge fan, so... Wait, The Rock did? Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So here we are one day. It's like 12 o'clock. This gym was called Get Psyched. It's no longer there anymore um, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And yeah, you asked me if I was a wrestling guy. Like, I had the t-shirts, the whole thing. So... I always wore this shirt when I went to the gym because it was, like, super tight and made my guns look kind of big. So on the front it said, finally the Rock has come back to, and on the back it said Fort Lauderdale. I got it during, like, Monday Night Raw one year, right? So that was, like, one of my favorite workout shirts. So he would be in there, and, like, I just randomly threw the shirt on one day. And here we are, like, I got my headphones on. He's got his headphones on. We're walking by each other. I have his sh- one of his fucking shirts on. You know, and we're not making eye contact because, in my opinion, I'm like, okay, this guy gets approached a gazillion times a day. Like, yeah, I'm a fan. This guy's amazing, but I'm just going to let him do shit. I'm not going to bug him. Right. So after working out, like, at the dumbbell racks together for, like, 45, 50 minutes, he walks over as he's about to leave, pulls his headphones down, and sticks out his hand. No. And I'm like, "Uh," and he's like, hey, brother, appreciate the support. I love and I, that. And I was like, holy cow, like, absolutely. And he played at Miami, so we started talking about, like, Miami Hurricanes football, basketball. It was actually during the uh, NCAA tournament one year where Miami had kind of made a deep run. So we started talking about that. From that point on, every time I was in there, he would come up to me, and we would talk for, like, two, three minutes. That's and, so cool. And, like, the cool. people would be, like, looking at me like, who's this guy? Right. Who's this little yeah, Cuban guy talking clout. to the Rock? Yeah, for sure. Unbelievable man. Huge fan. God, I want to meet him. He's so cool. He seems like the coolest. Such a nice guy. Because I uh, never met him, obviously, but we were talking about my period, Jason Momoa. Right. Um, Jason. I'm so glad I got that under. A hundred. Putting that on my resume. A hundred percent. 
Major um, achievements named Brooke Ence's so I, period. I spent, <laughs> yes. I spent time, I named Brooke Ence's period. I spent time with Jason when I was doing uh, the Justice League and Wonder Woman. Yeah, because he was Aquaman. Yes. And he seems so dope. He is the coolest. And he, I love. He's a Harley guy. Yes. Guinness guy. I drank my first Guinness ever with Jason on St. Patty's Day at some bar in England. That's cool. Um, he's the he's exactly how you would think he is, in person as he is on. Very down to earth. He's so down to earth. He is the coolest. Jason, I know you're not listening to this, but hey, man, miss you. Also, you are the coolest. Coolest. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. He's got his own, you know he's got his own like clothing line with Harley yeah. Davidson now. Yeah. So dope. So dope. And his wife's a total rocket too. 100%. Oh my his gosh. kids are the most beautiful things ever. I believe it. Oh my gosh. Have you gosh. seen that show C that he's got? Yes. Have you seen that show Yes. Yes. Have you seen C? I'm so excited for the second season. It comes out in a couple weeks. Yes. Right? Here, hold this mic and talk in it. I'm gonna drink. Okay. Drink. Okay. No, I got to I got to meet Jason because did you? yes. Oh, that's cool. And what, did he, you go to the premiere or something? So, well, so she had. Uh, this is when she was filming. So it was what 2016, and I was a huge a Game deal. of Thrones fan, and. She had texted me and she was like, yeah, she's like, uh, the guy that's playing Aquaman is Jason Momoa. And I was like, oh my God, it's, uh, I can't remember his name, Kalal, Kalal or something like that in uh, yeah. Game of Thrones. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I love that guy. I fucking love that guy. And so when I get to London, I uh, went to the hotel and then I get driven in a car down to the Warner Brothers studio and Brooke is doing her uh, uh no, yeah, open workout. But what was it? Was uh, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, wall balls. Yeah, it was something. So I I walk I walk into this is how cool this guy is. I walk in to the Warner Brothers uh, gym, 
and Brooke's getting ready to do her thing. And so, you know, I say hi and she's doing her thing. Jason Momoa, like a God, has his shirt off, walks up to me and he's like, hey, Gina, Jason, nice to meet you. I heard a lot about you. And I was just like this, like, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. I mean, oh, Jason? Oh, nice to meet you too. Like oh. totally trying to What's pull your it last off. Name? Like I have no idea who he is. And I just he was the nicest guy. That's cool. That's most like yeah. yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful human. Man, right? Jesus. He's even like yeah. more beautiful in person. I, I believe Oh it. my God. I believe it. No, I so I met I met a lot of cool people, but uh Henry Cavill? Cavill? I never knew how to pronounce the last name. Uh, mm, Superman? He, I became friends with some of these very high-profile people because of the love for fitness and, and health. So when I was out there, I was in the gym every day, obviously doing, like when I was doing Wonder Woman stuff, but I was training. And Jason would come in, and then we would train. And every every open workout that I completed at the Warner Brothers gym he would he'd want to be there and he would just he to cheer me on the whole time and it was so sick and like henry would come in and train not as not as often i saw jason almost every day so and we were the only like two americans that were there and we had similar humor and we were ridiculous and we became homies that's cool and gina got in that day and i told her i was like hey we're gonna go to dinner i didn't tell her who was going and i was like we're gonna go to dinner um Oh, what are you doing? She literally just got off the plane. Like, just got in, like, long-ass travel. Yeah, yeah. And we went out. We went to dinner. It was me, her, Jason. um cousin Damien. Damien and Ray. Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg. Yeah, also yeah, incredible yeah. human. Oh, my God. Incredible Very human. Nice. And we went out, went to this really wonderful restaurant. And then, uh, and then me and Gina took everyone to a uh, club. A bar. Shocker. Yeah. And had a great time. But it was so funny because Gina was like, wait, who who are we going with? And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going with uh, my friend Ray. Jason. I was like, I was like, we're going to go to dinner. I'm like, um, me, Ray, we're going to, and Jason's going to come. And so she's like, just gets to London. And it's like, she's like, <laughs> like how I said Jason Momoa. Or Momoa. Momoa. Wait, who's coming? Just Momoa. Just beautiful humans with like incredible personalities and just so down to earth. But see, like, like in, in retrospect, um, I hope I used that the right way. The Tina's yeah. just talking. No, you didn't. Gina, it's your fault. I know you're. Um, you're welcome. But you got to befriend those people, and like you just see them as as friends and peers, like very similar. When I'm walking around the locker room and Jimmy Garoppolo like throws an arm around me and just kind of BSing, or you know George Kittle, like you name it, like right. it's, it's kind of the same thing, and you kind of lose perspective of that sometimes you're like wow this is pretty fucking cool it's really fucking cool but they're also just like real people yeah yeah like normal people which is it's 100 i uh hadn't so i did wonder woman i saw henry there i did that was wonder woman though what was her name gail uh gail ghetto yeah how was she or gal ghetto Ghetto. very very nice beautiful beautiful, sweet woman yeah Yeah. this is how i met gal ghetto we're in Italy, and she's looking down. She's opened a window, and she's, like, yelling down to Brooke. And Brooke's like, this is my friend Gina. And she was like, hi, Gina. so nice to meet you. And I was like, hi. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I'm, i like, meeting all these celebrities. It's, like, the craziest thing. They're, like, all so 
I mean, for the most part, pretty normal. Mm -hmm. Some of them were very, very nice. Some of them were like exactly how you would expect them to be. I met Gal kind of not in passing, um, but I knew what kind of person she was when this happened. I was on set because I would I would be on set and I can't remember if it I think it may have been the mm, I don't know if it was the where were we the Justice League or if it was Wonder Woman but I hadn't seen her like I I, I was with the Amazons I would see some people that would come to the gym every day but not everyone who don't you mean the Amazons were with you they were that's what I meant nailed it um, I was walking on set they were filming and she was in there. I'd met her one time, and she remembered my fucking name. That's cool. That's cool. And she knew my name. You know how I meet a lot of people. I am terrible with names. Terrible. And I do remember some, like some new people that I would Mm -hmm. meet, but like that was definitely like it felt good, and it was like I would never expect you to remember me ever. And she knew my name, and she was very wonderful and so sweet. Um. We were at the movie premiere. We, I wish me and Gina were at the movie premiere. I was, I was at the movie premiere for. Mm, it, it may have even been for. Squad. Well, I went to that, but it was like I hadn't seen any of these people because I don't like see them. You know, I talked to Ray. We're friends. Um, I don't like talk to Henry. I don't like see Jason or talk to Jason, but I hadn't seen them or talked to them forever. And I think it was a Justice League movie premiere, and I was walking in on the on the red carpet, and Henry was well him and Jason bolted the same thing and this is what's so wonderful about like you you meet these people and you see you don't see them for a long time but then you run back into them and they they know who you are and yeah. they like, want to interact same with you people, right? and I remember I was up kind of next but Henry was in front of me and he was literally in the middle of an interview and he stopped the interview to come over and give me a big hug That's I didn't cool. see I hadn't seen him in a very long time and Jason, same thing. I was walking out and, you know, he's like, he's just a big, funny, like, lover. And he, like, he bounces around, moves around. He give, gives me a big, huge hug. I hadn't seen him for so long. But I haven't met a, a ton of these high-status celebrity actors or whatever. But the few that I've met um, that I had a, a extremely good experience with, that continues, and that's a very, it's very cool. Yeah, that is cool. And I feel like it would be the exact same thing with any, like, high-level status, like, athlete. Mm-hmm. that gets constant, so many people grabbing at oh, you and wanting you, but you're just a person. And within that, like you said, like, you're scouting, and you're trying to, like, you're trying to notice all the little things about people. That if the second they get fame, is How it going to react? make them better, or is it going to make them worse? 100%. Because it's not just them being them it's them representing you sure. your team sure. your your co-workers like the whole organization yeah. sponsors everything that's very important yeah because like i always tell people um we can miss on like a, a player and what he is as an athlete and like how his nfl career on the field um kind of happens like we we can miss on that like that's that's forgivable from the bosses and the higher powers like because it's going to happen there's there's not exact science to it like Guys are these first-round draft picks every single year, and sometimes they just don't pan out. But where you get in trouble and where scouts lose their jobs is when you scout a guy and sign off on him and be like, I, I love this person. Yeah, this is like 100%. And he comes and- in, he's a total douche canoe, and you know he spends all his money on blowing hookers, and you know before you know it, 
He's he's in ESPN, you know, articles every single week. So that's where we really can't miss is in terms of the person. So that's where we're really getting to know these people. Is there? Huge. Sorry, I have one question. Is there one player that you can think of that you passed on that you were like, oh man, I sh- we should have gotten that guy. I mean, hindsight, yeah, but like at the time, it always yeah. kind of feels right. Right. Hindsight for sure. I mean, there's guys I wish I would have done a better job scouting that were in my area. Um, but to sit there like every single draft and be like, man, like, yeah, you think about it sometimes, but you can't, you know, in, in the moment, you, you feel like you made the right decision. I feel like if it was me, you'd be like, they went to a different team. You're like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, you're welcome. Yeah, you I me. did that for you. You owe me. You owe me dinner, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, you will. I have one more question. Okay. One more question. How long, someone who is a scout, what's like a typical mm, time frame that you'd, you'd be like actively working? Or like, do you find, do you see that like there'll be new scouts coming in that maybe... Because I feel like 10 years with the Niners, like, that's an incredible it's, feat. That's, yeah, like, that's like really, it's really awesome. It's pretty rare um, to be with an organization that long. I, I feel fortunate. Like, I, I don't want to be anywhere else. I've had, I was telling Kolbs earlier, like, I've had chances to leave, but our ownership and our management so good that um, anytime I have other opportunities, they usually go above and beyond, like, you know, not my asking price, but what my true value is. So, um, yeah, it's tough. Um because this is a dog-eat-dog world business. Yeah. And if you don't produce and you're missing on guys and, and not getting things right, like, you're out the door. The shelf life's really tough because originally I wanted to coach. But, like, coaching shelf life, two, three, Even four more. years, Even that's shorter. it. You're fired, Even right? shorter. So I've been really fortunate because I've been through um, two different general managers, four different head coaches, um, and I guess I'm doing a good job because they keep giving me more money and better areas to scout, so... I don't know. Um, yeah, you got to you got to perform. You got to produce. Otherwise, you're uh, you're gonna get left. But yeah, ten years uh, this year for me is not something I ever fathom. And I always make the joke because you know, obviously being single and divorced and all that. So you know, ten years. I'm like, what commitment issues? What are you? Talking about? <laughs> well, you hey, said I had commitment issues. You know, what's funny is like we're all divorced. All yeah, three of us. Yeah. This is a divorce party. We should do a divorce podcast. We should. We should also. We've been saying we wanted to do a. When I got divorced, we were wanting to do a divorce party. We've talked about our. We were going to plan a divorced party. Well, you guys haven't. Done and that we've yet? had people me- email in like, "Can I please have an invite to your divorced party?" <laughs> that would be a good time. We need a. Th- you guys. Hey, if you guys would destination divorce party. If we did, if we did a destination divorce party and we kind of put everything together. And we could sell spots to come to the divorce party. Would you go? Would you want to come? I really feel like anybody would do anything you guys put on just to come be with <laughs> the two. I'm of like, you. are we gonna like, cry am I wrong the whole there? time? Yeah. No, dude. No, we're, we're gonna, gonna party. be. We're gonna yuck okay. yuck. We're gonna party and we're gonna yuck yuck. Okay. And we're gonna like. So like, bring your overalls and bring. If you are in fact divorced and you still have your wedding dress, I've been. Oh yes. Yes, I've been wanting. Do I still have my suit for my wedding? Dude, I think so I've been saying I wanted to like wear my. I still have my wedding dress. It's at my mom's Do house. You really? Yes, and I'm like, I want to wear it and like run through a field. 
like Braveheart, and I want all my all my friends just light <laughs> me up with paintballs. Paintball. I was gonna say no, it was paintballs for sure. No, I'm gonna run in it, and you guys are just gonna fucking just light me up with paintballs. I'm I'm in. Sign yeah. me up. Sign me up. All right, divorce party. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening or watching. To Steve, thank Rubio. you, Steve, so Steve much. Appreciate um, you guys. Thanks for being a guest because anyone listening or watching is like, please God, get a guest. Yeah, get somebody. <laughs> somebody. We're sick of hearing these two old biddies. Well, one old biddy. Old biddies. I'm almost 32. Um, hey guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. I also rate, listen to rate review, subscribe. Five star, five star rating, rating, five star warning, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.